In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. What incredible faith and humility on the part of the precursor. Imagine for a second. His whole life he has been preaching and baptizing a certain way. Of course, conform to the divine plan. And now this other man, a cousin, comes and performs a totally new form of baptism. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How many of us would have simply found excuses to defend our own interests? How many of us would have simply told the good and dear cousin to look elsewhere for other souls? How many of us would have simply submitted entirely and under no conditions their own will to Christ? And this leads me to consider with you a certain form of leprosy that easily attacks us, our families, our entourage, or micro-societies, envy, and jealousy. A spiritual author describes this form of more subtle jealousy even in the pursuit of the good. He says, when providence applies us to external works of zeal, he says we must seek only God and by supernatural intentions. The pursuit of the good is not true charity when we pursue it with a bad intention or even when we pursue it for its own sake. What discouragements, what jealousies, what petitnesses do we not witness among those who are more attached to the good than to the will of God? Their efforts in well-doing often miscarry, and they are disappointed and depressed. They observe others participating in their enterprises, and they grow jealous. In order to succeed in their undertakings, they do not scruple to discredit or to oppose their collaborators in the same great work, the work of redemption. They just love themselves and prefer the human good to the divine. They pretend to be, doing, to be going towards Jesus Christ, but they make an easy and often an unsuspected detour which brings them back to themselves. They do not <clears throat> know how wide a difference there is between the men devoted to God and the men of God. Sorry, the men devoted to good men, to good and the men of God. How many workers, brilliant in outward show, remain barren in results? Because the love of self, rather than the love of God, has had the chief influence in forming and inspiring them. Envy, one of the seven deadly sins, as you know, which can be defined as the sadness we have in reaction to someone else's good, and jealousy as the sadness of the prospect of losing some good of our own. As any other vices, envy can hide itself under several other aspects. This vicious and deadly hydra snake has five heads. Hatred, tail-bearing, detraction, joy at another's misfortune, and grief at another's prosperity. Hatred, that same hatred that led Herodias to ask for the head of John the Baptist because of his rebuke concerning her adulterous union with her own uncle, Herod. I am well aware that we celebrate today the birth of St. John the Baptist. However, to appreciate even more the noble birth 
birth of these men, one has to consider under which circumstances and how he died. So considering the example of the death of our saint, let us banish this hatred from our hearts when jealousy and envy seems to engulf our reason in times of difficulty. Let us not give any occasion for hatred to be hate in our soul, this power we have received with sanctifying grace, that is, charity. Hatred is a more grievous sin insofar it is born, it is born from a grave disorder in our will, which is the chief part in us, at the root of all actions. Our actions, even if evil, are simply the consequence of that first rage, that first grave resentment in us, in our will. There must be no trace of bitterness among you, of passion, resentment, hurling, insulting talk, or spit of any kind, says St. Paul, writing to the Ephesians. Be kind and tender to one another, each of you generous, generous to all, as God in Christ has been generous to all. Tail-bearing, slander now, or gossiping, and detraction as the second and third heads of our diabolical hydra, hydra. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Who bears ill tales keeps no secrets, says the proverb. The poison of slander, of detraction, of backbiting gets in the whole body a few words, a simple look, and the evil is done. How easily this pernicious and subtle anesthetic can slowly grow cold charity among us, even within these four walls, and soon not only cold, but icy, bitter, and will end up finally destroying the very minimum required by the rules of simple politeness. Because again, at the root, a little jealousy, some form of envy, that has not been quickly rejected, mortified. We all know this great story from the life of St. Philip Neri, but let us recall it to our memories. A well-known lady of the saint's entourage, well-known because of her capacity to gossip, to slander, and even detract others, had to meet with the saint to receive from him some good advice. So Philip simply gave her some money to buy a good big chicken and to pluck it on the way back home. She was so proud of herself and the appetizing and clean chicken she was now handing to the saint. He thanked the woman and said to her, Now go back once more and gather up all the feathers of the chicken you just plucked. The poor woman replied, But that is impossible. Father, the wind has scattered the feathers in every direction. Then Philip called, Let this be a lesson for you, for it is exactly the same with your wicked words. Just as the chicken feathers have been scattered by the wind in every direction, so have your wicked words been scattered in every direction by other people, repeating your stories. Finally, the last two poisonous and deadly heads of a repulsive monster, joy at another's misfortune and grief at another's prosperity. 
Oh, oh, so subtle, so easy, so comforting, comforting. When all else in our lives seems so difficult and not bearable anymore, to simply rejoice at the sight of our neighbor's misfortune. Not, of course, our friends, but people around us, whom we deliberately hold grudges against. This illustrates perfectly the reason why St. John the Baptist, the greatest saints after our beloved mother, as it seems according to the confiteor of the Mass, and our Lord himself, when he said, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Why then, why he was so cruelly behated? What jealousy, envy, grief, and finally hatred had filled the heart and had blinded the reason of Herodias when summoned by St. John the Baptist to abandon her pervert and adulterous life with again her own uncle. Jealous of the most precious treasure St. John had and that she couldn't and wouldn't ever get. Truth. Truth hurts when we are not in possession of it. And it can get jealousy, envy, and today's society unfortunately manifests too well this reality to our eyes. Do not imagine that I have come to bring peace to the world, says our Lord. I have come to bring a sword, not peace. I have come to set a man at variance with his father and the daughter with her mother and the daughter-in-law with her mother-in-law, a man's enemies with the people of his own house. And this misfortune inflicted to the Baptist didn't stop Salome, Herodias' daughter, from rejoicing and dancing. The evil armies of darkness were at work, but the divine providence couldn't be obstructed by them. And the prophecy has now been fulfilled. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, way of penance, way of sacrifice, way of humility, way of the cross, way of love. So let us conclude with the prayer of Matins of the Vigil of the Feast. Grant, we beseech thee, O Lord, and to this thy family, the grace to walk always in the path of salvation, that they, obediently following the exhortation of the blessed forerunner, John, may at the last attain safely unto him whom John heralded, Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.